The Mud Peddlers, a podcast where two nerdy ceramic artists share the behind the scenes of their worlds of clay. We're your hosts, Lindsay M. Dillon. And I am Dante of Earth Nation. So today we are going to be talking about fan art. Yeah, there's a couple people who actually asked about it in my DMs, and thank you very much for your questions. I love when you guys send us questions on like Instagram and Twitter and whatnot. Like we we love it a lot. Actually. Yeah, yeah. It gives us really good ideas. Uh, so please keep doing it. Yeah. Fan art's difficult for me because Lindsay does it far more than I do. <laughs> so I feel like Lindsay kind of has the, the the ball on this one. The proverbial ball in my court. Um, I guess I'll just kind of outline and say, first of all, that there's kind of two main topics of fan art that we're going to talk about today. The first part is kind of talking about the legal aspect of fan art. Because a lot of the times, or at least from what we've been hearing, folks ask us like, hey, like you kind of make fan art. Like, have you ever gotten like a cease and desist letter? Like, have you ever gotten called right. out on Etsy? You know, so it's like the legal aspect of fan art. And then a little later, we're going to talk about more of the, I guess you could call like the moral aspects of fan art. Yeah. So it's like how integral. you how you take like fan art, like a symbol from like a video game or something, and like what how much you adapt the design to make it your own, whether it's better to do that, how much we use just the original design pulled right from the, like the film or video game or whatever. Right. So there's two kind of main things we're gonna be talking about. Yeah, and we we should we should preface all this by saying like we are not lawyers. Yes. We're not we're not legal <laughs> advisors. We're just people in the ceramic art world who make fan art who have a little bit of experience in making a lot of fan art. That's, yeah. That's essentially it, right? So we're telling you our experiences with those things. But we're not giving you legal advice because we are not qualified to do so. No, we're not qualified. <laughs> I guess I'll kind of start out by talking about some of my experiences with fan art. When I first started making ceramics and I first started going to like fanime and conventions and things like that, most of my designs were fan art. Like I made mugs that had the Skyrim symbol on it, that had the Dark Brotherhood symbol on it. Yeah. Uh, that had a lot of like, you know, No Face, uh, Soot Sprites, Miyazaki films. Like pretty much I would take iconic characters and symbols from video games and, and movies and stuff. Right. And put it onto the cup. And for the most part, I have not gotten any negative legal feedback from it. Me either, to be honest. Yeah, I've had I've had one person, and this was just like early, no, this was like late last year. I had one person report me on Etsy mm -hmm. because I made a, uh, a My Neighbor Totoro mug. Oh, and they were like, I'm a Miyazaki simp. <laughs> well, no one shall copy Daddy Miyazaki. I, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, because he is everybody's daddy, so. I mean. You know. But part of the reason why I think they reported me is because basically how I made the stamp is I found a screenshot from the movie. Right. I imported the photo into Photoshop. Oh, that makes and sense. And then basically just traced the outline of the figure. Okay. Of Totoro. So it's kind of like in that situation. They're like, you direct copied it. Yeah. You just did it a little bit of work. Yeah. So I get why they would. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the thing that's weird about that too is that like I would still, I would argue in my mind there's a difference between doing that versus someone taking that and then tracing it and then selling that as a print. Because in my mind, I'm still making the cup. I'm still, like, there's a lot of other things that go into the design of the mug other than just the the symbol on top of it. Yeah. So I, like, again, I, I, I would say that, like, for me, that is the most gray area that yeah. I've experienced. So honestly, like, I'm just not going to make any more of those mugs. Well, so, so YouTube has something like that, too. Yeah. Where, like, if you use someone else's music and it's copyrighted on your video, they take the ad revenue from all of it. Mm -hmm. They don't care if you edit it. They don't care if you did the... Con they don't care about any of that. Yeah. Even, like, five seconds of the music. And so I think that's kind of the gray area as well that you might be talking about where you're like, I did use some of your stuff. 
But I also designed the rest of the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you kind of? Kind of, yeah. Okay. But I, but I can admit that, like, like I can admit that if, if basically all I'm doing is taking like a direct image, like a screenshot, tracing it, and putting on a mug, I could see the argument where it's like, oh, uh, that's kind of like, it's not, of, it's not great. It's you not know? really yours. Not really yours. Yeah. I mean, like, yes, I'm still making the mug. So it's like, I would like, that's the kind of situation where I'm like, okay, I can see your argument because somebody reported it. Yeah. I'm kind of like, all right, I got it. I got called out on that. And I'm just not, I'm just going to not make it. Yeah. No contest. Like, yeah, you were right in the first, you were right. I just got caught being less right than you think I am. Like, <laughs> I don't think I, I, I smashed a baby in the face, but yeah, like, but it's like, you're eh, right though. It's, it's not, it's not great. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. You were talking about how like, that's more like copy and paste where you like took mm -hmm. symbolism. What about now? Now you seem to make a lot of your own designs or at least you take an idea and you build upon them to make them your own. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, there are still some designs that are to some degree copy and paste. Yeah. Recognizing that I'm still making the mug. I'm still, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. Like for my, um, like my no face mugs and my calcifer mugs. I love the, my no face mugs. I, I, I like those too. And for those, you know, I, again, I pretty much just, I, I pulled screenshots, I copied it and, you know, and then I, you know, hand paint the, the colors and things like that. Right. So, but again, the basic outline is still pulled directly from a movie, but because I recognize, as I just said, that that's a little bit of like a, uh, you know, it's not ideal. The work that I've, or the designs that I've been making more recently are original designs. So I have been leaning farther away from copy and paste fan art and trying to do more original work because A, I think it's more interesting for people to see work that's yeah. different. Um, and B, I can recognize that like legally and kind of morally, it's like, eh, it's not, it's I mean, it's, it's kind of a gray area. Yeah, and I just gray. prefer to like have things at least a little more clearly in what I feel to be like a morally like better position. Yeah. But that being said, for instance, my uh, Hogwarts house mugs. Yes. Technically, from what I understand, like the word like Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, you know, Ravenclaw, Slytherin, all of those things are copyrighted and those do appear on my mugs. Like I still say Gryffindor, uh, right. you know, bravery, loyalty, courage, like whatever the things are. So you could still argue that like... I think the difference between you and someone who's trying to actually game the system that way is that like, somebody, if I was like, Lindsay, this is clearly from Skyrim, you'd be like, yes. Mm -hmm. You'd be like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'd be like, you're just going to admit it? And you'd be like, yeah. If a company told me to stop, I just would. Yeah, that's actually, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like if, if I got a cease and desist letter, I'd be like, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. I mean, unless I genuinely felt that it was right. different enough from the original. Yes. To like warrant a, a case of like, no, this is fine. You're right. It is a moral, it is a moral gray area because I feel the same. Yeah. Where like. Yeah, because you, you've put. Avatar. Yeah, like yeah. avatar symbols and stuff on your on your mugs, what? like with with your with your like screen print, not screen printing. Screen printing. Screen printing. Yeah. yeah, I've never gotten a cease and desist. So there's two things that I make right now that I don't even put on my own website. It's like the avatar stuff, where it's like you know, there's water, earth, air, evil, and then like, uh. and then like I also make destiny stuff. But a lot of my destiny stuff is just for me, and I give it to a lot of my friends who also play destiny with me. Mm -hmm. Like I have a couple friends from like my old clan that like they have some of my destiny cups yeah and they have like the crucible symbol on them yeah say 14 symbol on them mm -hmm. stuff like that because i know no, it's a very weird cross-section for people like destiny and pottery at the same time <laughs> they're not there's not a lot of them out there yeah but if destiny contacted me and said like i think the line for me is how much i sell and mm. and also like if i'm mass producing them like if i made some kind of fan art that's most likely protected by freedom of speech. I think we looked that up earlier, right? But like you would you would have to it's difficult. 
my main points are, does the company itself sell it, number one? Mm -hmm. How much of it am I making? And how am I selling it in the first place? Yes, because I think there's a, for most, I'm, I'm going to make a bit of a generalization here, yeah. but I think for most people who are wondering about this are probably not big enough to be selling enough yes. where the company's going to come after you. Right. With the exception of like Disney. Yeah, like like with Disney, they're, they are more protective. And actually something you can do, just as like a small general piece of advice for our listeners, sure. is that if you are, if you're not sure like which companies or which franchises are like really protective over their work, because different companies also have yeah. different attitudes about fan art. Of course. There's a Facebook group called Artist Alley International. Yeah. And you can go to Facebook groups like them or, you know, online articles and like people have created like Excel files of, of basically ranking. Oh, they're real. Yeah, yeah. And they, they rank basically like how... How temperamental a company is towards your thank you. fan art and yes. it calling it like copyright versus fan art. Yes. It's because that, that, as you were talking about earlier, it really is a gray area. It is. And like companies have different attitudes based on that gray area. They're like, that's just kind of fan art. You just kind of put like Totoro on a mug, but you did make a mug and it's really nice. Versus Disney is like, you put a humanoid mouse on something, that's Mickey. And you're like, no! <laughs> it doesn't even look like Mickey. His draws ain't even uh, red, and, red and yellow. And they're like, nope, Mickey. Can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. Mouse looks like a human? <laughs> no. My main philosophy on it is, number one, am I making money off it? If if the answer is no, like, if I'm, am I selling it? Mm. If I say, if I'm not going to sell it, sell it, like on my website, mm -hmm. I don't care. Yeah. The company yeah. probably doesn't care either. Yeah, yeah, because if you're not making money on it, it's like, not, it's a non-issue. You're real just making, yeah. Well, I mean, not that selling it isn't real fan art. Right. Well, I, what I mean by real fan art is I mean, like, it wasn't, it wasn't made in the interest of making money. Mm. It, it's fan art for, like, art's sake. It's not monetary. Yeah. You know? Secondly, how many of them am I making? Mm -hmm. Right? Because I've made, like, five Destiny mugs so far with the Crucible symbol on mm -hmm. them. But, like, you've never seen them on my website. You've seen them on my Instagram, maybe. Mm -hmm. But, like, who listening to this right now knows what... De well, besides me shoving it in your ear all the time. <laughs> but, like, who who actually knows what that symbol looks like? Yeah. You know what I mean? If I'm not making a lot of them, I don't worry about it. And thirdly, like, if the company catches you and sends you a cease and desist later, in my mind, it's, like, better to ask forgiveness. Yeah. I'm just going to kind of keep doing it until they tell me to stop. But once they tell me to stop, I just stop. I'm just like, all right, cool. Yeah. And even at that point, I'll probably go the route of Lindsay and like, fine, I'll take the basic outline, if I'm really vindictive about it, I'll take the basic outline of what you had and just make it my own. That way it's changed just enough to not be your copyright, but also it's just identifiable enough to still be concluded into the franchise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because it's still, and I think, I think that's, okay to do because you're still so it's still fan art you're still basing it off of like a, yeah. a design but you're making it more your own right there there's actually there's a, a really there's a fantastic local sacramento artist named uh, iana frisbee name lindsay <laughs> oh thank you thank you no no, no. so this artist is uh, her name is iana frisbee and i interned with her just for a few months ago like years ago yeah she and i talked a little bit about fan art because she makes these helmets that are cast from a Darth Vader mask. Oh. And then she oh, glazes dear. and puts decals on them to make them look like really floral, like teacups. Oh, then, I see. And then she calls the series, Luke, I am your mother. And it's like, again, that's a situation where it's like, it's satire. And she's like, yeah, better to ask yeah. forgiveness if than- If Disney said stop, you'd have to stop. Yeah. But for now you're like, this is different enough. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's a, it's a gray area. That is, yeah, it, it definitely is a gray area. 
But like, if anyone is listening to this and ask that question specifically, because you're like, I want to make Batman mugs and I want to make a hundred, maybe stop. <laughs> well, maybe I, think about it for a second. Like, well, I think it'll. It depends on like how big you are. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, honestly, a hundred mugs isn't that many, all things considered. That's, and it's that's also true. like, how are you? That's just... Lindsay's morning. Yeah, no, I wish I could throw that many in a morning. <laughs> I think like like if you made just the Batman symbol in its most simple form, like yeah, you know, you might get more in trouble for that, but you probably wouldn't have to change it that much yeah. to make it a little more your own yeah. without, and that gives you a little bit more like protection and also people are probably gonna like it more like i think that's the other thing that's too, true is that it's like, different yeah well you and i have also had this experience at fanime mm -hmm. anime conventions where like they specifically say in their contract like don't sell no copyright shit don't sell no copyright yeah. shit you know and we've had that um i think i made this example on a previous episode of our podcast but like people will sell pokeballs they like knit or crochet but you'll almost never see like a master ball or like a real pokeball one and when mm -hmm. you do they're like i can't sell this to you it's copyright but if you contact me outside the store, I'll give you my Instagram. And if you contact me, mm. I've had that maybe like three or four times. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. Where people will like be like, hey, technically speaking, I, this is copyright. I can't sell it, but I'll make you instead of the green and yellow one. I will make you a real like a red, black line, white Pokeball, fucking copyright Pokeball from Niantic, like outside. You just pay me for it. And that's kind of like the way to get under the table. Yeah, yeah. But also... I don't know if I should be saying that. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, hmm, should we be... I mean, I think I think it's okay to like... I think it's okay to talk about also because you're not naming anybody specifically. Can't, okay, so if I'm understanding you correctly, basically what, what happens in the situations is that like you come up to a table, you say, ooh, I like that Master Ball. The person says, I can't sell this to you here. Yes. But if you contact me later, yes. I will sell it to you. That that happens less. But what usually happens is, let's say you, Lindsay, have made a Pokeball out of clay. A regular like black and white or uh, red and white Pokeball? No, it's fucking weird ass colors. Oh, okay. It's weird okay. colors. And then I come up to your table and go, hey, um, I see that Pokeball there. I like it. Do you have like an actual like red and white one? Mm -hmm. Then then usually they go, I'm not allowed to sell the actual red and white one here. But if you contact me outside, I can very easily commission oh. you one. Oh, okay. Because that's due to the copyright infringement of Fanime and the contract you signed. It's like, hey, you can't sell anything that's like hardline copyright. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I think also, too, I'm just kind of throwing this out there. But I think because so many companies are different, because even so many conventions are different. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Like, you could probably... If, again, because I, I, I think a, most anime and other, like, conventions will have, like, Facebook pages for their artist alleys. Yes. You could probably post there mm -hmm. and kind of check with them. Because I think, overall, it is such a case-by-case -case basis that there's no harm in asking and being like, hey, you know, this is something I'm interested in selling here. You know, do you guys think this is okay in terms of, like, the copyright stuff? You know, as much as I'd like to say that we can provide, like, the definitive guide on how to navigate uh, the legal aspects yeah. of, of oh, fan yeah. art, um, I think it's impossible for us to do that because it is yeah. so nuanced. It is such a case-by-case -case basis. So there's a combination of, like, yes, ask, ask for forgiveness, not permission. Yeah. But if you really are worried about it, Ask the people connected to that convention. Ask other people who have been to that con convention. Right. You know, there's nothing better than, like, like accessing the resources of the community that you're in. To add to that, yeah. this sounds this sounds dumb, right? This sounds really dumb. But there's, <laughs> there's something in games called a punishment mechanic where, like, if you lose or fail at some, doing something in a game, it punishes you in some way. For mm -hmm. example, those of you out there who've played Pokemon, when you 
die or you faint or all your Pokemon are out pretty much. They take a certain percentage of the money you have on you. Yeah, yeah. But they'll or never when, Or take... when you go to jail in Skyrim, you lose some of your... Uh... Right, you lose a lot of your items. Yeah. That's the punishment mechanic for uh -huh. being bad and that's for like not just going hog wild, you know yeah. what I mean? That being said, it's always good to check what the punishment mechanic is <laughs> for doing certain things. Like it's always good, especially in situations like this, to go like, what's the actual punishment? The only punishment that I've ever seen an artist such as me and Lindsay have are that like a company will usually go, don't do that. Yeah. Stop it. And you're like, okay. And as long as you stop it, mm -hmm. like at that, that, that was your punishment was a slap on the wrist. It gets exponentially worse if you keep going. Yeah. But like, don't think that if you like make a Pokemon thing and put it on Instagram, Niantic is going to come up to you and, and be like, sue you into oblivion. Yeah. Jail time, bitches. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. Just yeah. know just know the limits and know what you can like know what you can actually pay as far as the punishment mechanic goes. It's a lot of companies do that where the punishment mechanic is like you get charged a thousand dollars, but you're making like two G's off of yeah. the thing you weren't supposed to do, so you just keep doing it. Yeah, and I think a, a, like Based on everything that I have seen, I think most of the time it's like not even that. Most of the time, the the you get like a slap on the wrist. It's like not that big of a deal. Yeah. That's not to say that it's not important to be aware. Yeah. Of, yeah. You know, because you, you know, again, ethically, I think just don't keep doing it. Don't keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there there if you if you yeah. do feel like you have made a design that is like uniquely your own. Yes. I think there is a little bit of room for pushback. Like for instance, yeah. if somebody decided to report one of my uh, Hogwarts house mugs on mm -hmm. Etsy, I would probably push back against Etsy and say, hey, yes, I use the word Gryffindor, but like, here's all the other ways that this design is my own. And also here's three or four other accounts that are also making this kind of art that yes. have not been reported. So mm -hmm. it's it's like, if you if you kind of acknowledge in yourself, like, all right, yeah, I kind of copy and pasted this to some degree, yeah. then yeah, capitulate, call it good. You recognize where you stepped over the line. Church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I feel it. I feel it. But, but if not, then, you know, then it's okay to push back. Yeah. If and you truly feel and you have like logical reasoning as to like, this is mine. Mm -hmm. This is mostly mine. Yeah. Then like, yeah, go ahead. As I was, I was talking about earlier, YouTube has a thing like that where like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. take music mm -hmm. that I like, I really like to be in contact. Like there's a guy on YouTube named Ryan Little mm -hmm. and that's where a lot of my music comes from. Yeah. But I talk to him personally. Like uh -huh. I tell him his music. Great. I, I ask him to like collabs with me and stuff. I'll be like, hey, what do you have planned out? I'm like a fan of his art. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I know all of his music. So whenever I get copyrighted for his music, which is very rare, by the way, because he's the one who makes it and I have contact with him. He's just like, man, another company thought that was theirs. Granted, huh. there's plenty of places that will put non-copyright music on YouTube on purpose. So you use it in your videos and they will copyright it right away and get the monetization. Oh, that's from so up. Right, but in in the same spirit of what you were saying earlier, mm -hmm. right? It's it's very like, hey, I made the video, I made the camera, I edited the audio, like like six eighths of this is mine. Yeah. You just have like the other two eighths of it. You know what I mean? That like you could fight it, but YouTube makes a very good point to be like, if you fight it and lose, there is a heavy punishment. You know <laughs> that, right? The uh, the the punishment mechanic is right. uh, is higher in that one. And because of that, a lot of people don't fight it. Even me, I'm just like I'm letting it go. Yeah. Um, because I'll get a strike, and if I get three strikes, my channel gets deleted. Oh fuck. Yeah. If you get three like legitimate like hardline strikes, mm -hmm. your channel gets deleted. Oh man. Like, but like that's the argument that we at least as YouTubers make is like, well, most of the work was mine. <laughs> yeah. I did. It's kind of my own thing at this point. You're just like on volume five out of a hundred in the background. 
I can kind of I can see both both sides of that. Yeah, you know, as the like, as if I was producing music and people were using my music like a lot, I'd be you know I'd right. be kind of beefed. You know, I mean, same thing where it's like a lot of other artists get their work properly stolen, and that is different. Do not steal. Yeah, tracing. other artists' work. Like it's yeah. like I. You're a bad person. Yeah. So we've talked a bit about the like kind of legal aspects. Like, have you have you had much experience with like? taking a fan art design and then like adapting it and making it more your own? Well, no, not really. I, I, don't, I just don't do it as much as people want me to. Because what people want me to do is they want me to get like the, which by the way, even when, I'm gonna use Avatar as a good example here. By the way, when you, when you like watch uh, commentaries or like behind the scenes stuff about the creators of Avatar The Last Airbender, they just like straight tell you like, oh yeah, the symbol for the city of Ba Sing Se is just a Chinese coin. Oh. That's green and yellow. You know what I mean? Huh. Yeah, they're just like, oh yeah, this this is a spiral. This comes from like this meditative practice that they've been doing. Like, it's not like they're not taking shit too. Interesting. I'm just putting that out there. Huh. I'm not, I'm not putting that bad behavior to justify my bad behavior. I don't want to, but I just want to make it very clear that like some of your favorite artists or creators, including like Avatar, was like, oh yeah, by the way, this culture or this nation is modeled mm -hmm. after this culture in real life, which does this. This is why we use this symbolism. This symbolism has been on Earth, our planet, yeah. for like X amount of years. Like they pretty much took that symbol, colored it something different and was like, there we go. And like, uh. yeah. And so I just, I just, um, I, I've never had them tell me stop. They've never bugged me or anything. Mm -hmm. Granted, I did take precautions a long time ago because my stuff is called Earth Nation Ceramics and there's a Fire Nation. Oh, And yeah. there's an Earth Kingdom, but there's no Earth Nation. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, it's very, it's close enough to where people will go like, oh, okay, I get what you're doing. Yeah. You're a weeaboo who likes that. <laughs> like, I understand. I've never gotten a cease and desist directly, mm -hmm. but it's probably because I don't produce them. Like, it's not like I'm selling 10 Earth Nation mugs. Yeah. Or Earth Kingdom mugs every month on my website. I kind of do them as people want them. And if I ever do do them mm -hmm. to that extent, I'll probably keep doing them until they go, hey, stop it. And then I'll go, oh, okay, I'll stop it. Yeah. And then yeah. I'll just create something different. You know, I'm still, you'll still see the Earth symbol. You're mm -hmm. just, it's just going to be look different. It's going to have something like added on to it. To... Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think my moral gray going to the darker side starts going to, it starts going to the darker side for me whenever like someone takes someone else's fan art and directly uses that. Oh, yes. That for me is like, cause it's it's like one person fighting a company is like, everybody kind of knows where that symbol comes from. You know where the Batman symbol come from. Yeah. But like the second that you see someone's drawing on Tumblr that they handmade and it's original content and you take that and then like trace it and make it your own and someone's like, hey, that's mine. You're like, no, it's fan art. <laughs> then you're just being a butthole. Yeah. That's yeah. like direct stealing. Yeah. Yeah, because at the point, at that point, you're like stealing someone else's direct hard work. Yeah, and and it's different because it's like the the damage that you could do to that person is probably greater than what, you know, the two of us could do to the income from you know what is made in on uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Right, it's they're like, fine, but like that person who like on Tumblr or Etsy or whatever, like leave them alone. Yeah. There. Yeah, there there's a, there's a difference between fan art and just stealing somebody else's work yeah and, and, a, and like a company versus a person if you want to make something based off of somebody else's work sometimes people don't have a problem with it oh. and it's just like collab dog yeah yeah I, I had somebody reach out one time and was like like hey Lindsay like I really I really like how you do your stamps you know would you mind if I experimented with the, your same technique and I'm like oh my gosh yeah of course like go yeah. ahead like because what what whatever the stamp, that person do it. yeah 
whatever that person's gonna make, even if they glaze it, you know, similarly to mine or like do something similar, it's like it's still as long as they're not literally making the exact same mug, right, yeah. it's gonna end up different. So go, you know, go for it. And but again, it's nice that they asked me about it. And I've done that it's like nice. with other artists. I've like reached out, like even even in like college, I had I had this artist who I really wanted to do a painting uh, of one of their digital drawings. And I and even though I wasn't planning on selling it, I like reached out and I was like, hey, yeah. can I can I draw your drawing? And he's like, oh my gosh, yeah, like go ahead. If you post it, credit me. You know, it's like that kind of thing. I think is is okay. Not only are you right, but that usually comes out way better than you think. Even in my case, mm. I found music I like a lot, and then I take like a week tracking down the artist. Oh, uh, yeah. And then I find them, and there's this one art. If you watch my YouTube channel, you'll probably know I use a song by someone named Pura Vida that makes a song called Buy You a Drink by T-Pain, but mm. it's just different enough to not be a T-Pain song. Oh, yeah. And I found her, and I asked her, like, can I use your music? What actually happened is I found a non-copyright song of hers on YouTube used it, it got copyrighted, mm. right? And that's my adventure that I start off with. And then I fought it. I ended up finding the person who made it, which was her. And then I explained to her, like, someone took your song, put it on YouTube, said it was non-copyright and that I could use it. So I accidentally used your song without mm. your permission. I'm so sorry. I said, this person copyrighted me, you know, and she kind of fixed it. But then she went like, by the way, if you want, you can use my music. And oh. I was like, let me pay you. And she goes, nope. I put it on spot. I put it on SoundCloud. You can use my music as much as you want. Wow! And I was like, really? She goes, yeah. You're you're one of the few people that like like old school R and B and hip hop, and I appreciate that you are giving me exposure to a certain extent. So yeah, oh. please. And so now I use all of her songs. Oh, that's great. Not exclusively, but yeah. that that was a you know it's a story of like, can I use your stuff? Yeah, of course. Then you have full permission. Yeah. Go as far as you want with it. That's really cool. To the moon. <laughs> Game stonks. <laughs> Game stonks. Oh I'm old. That's an old reference now. <laughs> it's like three weeks old. Oh, that's all right. Which all right. is elder in internet time. God, it's so true. So what you do, Lindsay, is that you take a symbol and you start to morph it into something. You take that image and you go, how am I going to transfer that same idea, but in my own style? Yes. How do you do that? Oh, man. Good question, Dante. <laughs> um. It's almost like it was planned. It's almost like it was planned. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's a couple, there's a couple different ways that I do it. I'll, I'll use two examples as an example. So okay. like, let's say you want to make fan art, yeah, but cool. you're not really sure how to, how to make it your own. For the Full Metal Alchemist uh, mugs that I make, um, that was a very simple kind of adaptation. So essentially all that I did is I took the, the symbol, I printed it out on a piece of paper, then I used it to trace it into plaster, and then I carved the design into plaster. Okay. As I was doing that, you know, of course, because things, as you're carving things by hand, things don't transfer exactly. Of course. So the design got changed a little bit, like the lines weren't as perfect, uh, there was texturing in the plaster itself, so the whole design overall has more of a rustic texture mm. than something than something as like quote-unquote clean as like my other non-plaster stamps, like my rubber stamps, which I design on Photoshop and then have made into a, a, a rubber stamp. So for that, I didn't really change it that much other than just kind of by happenstance, the texture ended up being a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But that worked well, and part of the reason I still use that stamp design is that it kind of fits with my branding. Yeah. So it's like it's the still... The more rustic. Yeah. 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 So it's still pretty clearly the Full Metal Alchemist symbol, mm -hmm. um, the the, El the ones that's on like the Elbert Brothers, but it's 
tweaked enough in a way that kind of fits my brand and I haven't gotten any pushback from it. So I, I kind of, for now, I have it as it is. I'll probably make it again, if nothing else, just to like accentuate that textural like difference a little more. Like to yeah. be your own kind of style. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I might, I mean, or I'll keep it relatively simple, but so that's a case where like, I, the only thing, ooh, it's raining. Oh, it's starting to rain. Ah! So I wonder if, if they can hear it. If you guys can hear uh, rain in the background, you're welcome. Yeah. It's very comforting now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so the, the Elric Brothers symbol is one that I didn't really change that much, just kind of the, the, the texture of the lines themselves. Yes. Now for something like the Hogwarts house stamps, that is something that I changed like a lot. I wanted to make a design that still kind of referenced the quasi medieval castles and, you know, candles sort of yeah, vibe. Victorian-esque. Yeah, 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 yeah. But not have it be like just the, the Hogwarts house crest that's on like Pottermore and stuff like that. Of course. So, um. That's too close to home. Too close to home, yeah, yeah. That's too much. So, but what I ended up doing is I took, or windows from Gothic architecture and basically integrated that into a family house crest kind of shape and then chose I chose window designs of the Gothic architecture based on how the designs made me think about characteristics associated with the house. Mm. So like the Ravenclaw design has a very like, like the window design that I used on the stamp is very like thin lines, very like flowy. To me, it felt like refined and academic. Like a Ravenclaw. Yes, exactly. I, I get what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you chose the vibe. Yes. I see. So I picked out what I liked about the aesthetics of Harry Potter and I found a different way to represent those aesthetics. Yes. And the, yeah, that's what we were saying earlier. It's like, you just want to change it just enough, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. But if you're trying to like, like, I don't know, like if, if I were to give advice to someone who is wanting to make fan art and they want to figure out like how to tweak the design, but they're not quite sure how. Whatever it is that you want to make the fan art of, yeah. identify what you like about that series, and then think about other ways that you could represent that. Yeah, you gotta start playing with the energy. You got mm -hmm. that? Is that hail? I don't think it's hail, but oh my god, it's hail! <gasps> we are in California, what? God! Is it? Oh my god! Well, oh my god! Get your guns out, apocalypse started. Uh, speaking of Harry Potter, I want to go read in like a dark room filled with candles and lined with tapestries. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm trying to play Destiny. <laughs> and that's it for today. Thank you for listening to The Mud Peddlers with Lindsay M. Dillon. And Dante of Earth Nation. Want to say hi and see what Dante and I are working on in our studios? Check out the show notes for links to our websites and social media below. You can find me at lindsaymdillon.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-M as in monster, D-I-L-L-O-N.com. And on Etsy, Instagram, and Facebook at Lindsay M. Dillon. And you can find me at Earth Nation Ceramics. It's spelled exactly how you think it's spelled. But you can also find me on my Facebook fan page and Instagram at the same name at Earth Nation Ceramics. If you enjoyed hanging out with us today or you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss, take a second to rate and review The Mud Peddlers in Apple Podcasts. It helps our podcast reach new listeners, and we really appreciate the feedback. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.